Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I will be talking with Ellie Lukowitz, the theater manager for the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you, Marge. Happy to be here. Yeah, I am so glad we found the time to have a conversation. That's for sure. Yeah, so Ellie, um, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing at the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. You've been there since the doors have opened. Oh, I, I was here. I was here before the doors were even in place. I uh, I've had quite a journey uh, in this building. Um, I started back in November two thousand and seven. I was the first staff member to be hired by the former uh, theater manager, uh, and I started in the education role, which is where my sort of heart really lay. I was uh, the education coordinator for all of three months. That's how long. I lasted in that role before they moved me over to the marketing and sponsorship uh, coordinator role. And and I was in that role for, you know, well over uh, 14 years. And uh, ultimately, I have stepped now into the theater manager role, which is great. Its own unique uh, challenges. But, um, you know, this building is is a piece of me. Um, it's an extension of me and the other staff here. It's, um, I, I say that this building is like a treadmill. Uh, don't put your foot down. <laughs> You'll get thrown off the back. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes you're running and sometimes you're walking. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's such a, such a dynamic building. I'm so lucky to have spent, you know, 15 and a half years uh, here. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah. That's a, you're an important part of the Richmond Hill Center for Performing Arts. But can you describe the building, say, for people who haven't been there? But I'm also curious of what, how you describe this, our theater. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's the sort of the physical aspects of the theater. So it's a, you know, 631 seat, a main stage, um, fully you know, stocked with uh, up-to-date theater equipment, lighting and sound, etc. cetera. Uh, even live streaming capabilities came out of the pandemic as well. So we've gotten really good at doing uh, stuff like that. And then we have a 150-seat uh, multi-purpose room uh, called the Plaza Suite, which uh, is very much in use, uh, super busy. Uh, and then our outdoor plaza, one of my favorite areas where truly was was meant to be the that community sort of that town center, if you will, that that kind of gathering place. Uh, for the community and it's it's well used especially obviously in the summer months we're doing you know two nights a week outside free events um you know it's an incredibly uh um beautiful building i think a diamond and schmidt uh, architect uh designed building uh, lots of glass which i love i love the natural light but to me it's really about 
the that sort of a uh, spark of creativity which is like a piece of our logo if you ever look at our logo it has a sort of a little a kind of a, a a golden little piece right at the bottom right of our logo which is meant to be the spark of creativity and uh and that to me is kind of encapsulates our building in a, in if just in that little brief shot there is that that this is where this is where the community comes to be creative right this is where the community comes to express uh, uh, themselves through you know whether it's performing arts or visual arts you know all of the various genres so so yeah I mean we're very similar to a lot of the uh, other community uh, you know buildings uh, other. Uh, other theaters and other municipalities, but our unique character is that, uh, you know, it's, it's really a, a building that harnesses this creativity. Right. Yeah. And you, um, the walls are often decorated with um, decorated exhibiting. Yeah. Local art, which is fantastic as well. Yeah, The, the cultural section has yeah. taken over the curation of those of our walls and now offering up opportunities for again our local artists to come in and showcase their incredible work and if, what i love about it is that it's it's essentially changed over month to month i mean you walk in it, you know haven't been there in two months you're seeing something completely new you know and and um uh you know it's uh leanne de monte and her her team who are sort of looking at uh the and it, it just adds that vibrancy Right. You know, I, I, it feels weird to walk into the building and not feel, have something on the wall there. So, yeah. 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 Your lobby is more than a hallway. It is mm. a real place that the community comes together and connect. I was there for the season launch. I was there for yeah. the cultural summit. Uh, lots of the greening, the spring glee, greening hill or whatever yeah. that was called. <laughs> uh, it was you, it was an active, vibrant place. So it, it's great. And I also will say the seats are very comfortable also. So it, uh, yes, you have a, that, that's a big, that's a big yeah. deal, you know, when you're yeah. sitting there for two, two and a half hours, but I have to tell you the, the theater regularly does 400 to 450 events a year. Yeah. I mean, you literally cannot walk through this building, you know, and any given day, there's something happening somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not always on the main stage, but yeah, like you mentioned, you know, the greeting of the hill, that event, you know, that happened in the main lobby. Mm-hmm. You know, they never even went inside, which is great. You yeah. know, that lobby is there for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So a great building and anyone who's not been in it that lives in Richmond Hill, I question you. So uh, finding, <laughs> find a reason to get in there just so I don't. Find a reason to come by. Yes, definitely. Come by and have a coffee. People come by. I find them sitting in our lobby, just sitting there reading a book. And I was like, I'm like, great. That's exactly what it was created for. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very, very inviting uh, space. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I, I am biased. I do see it as a community building building. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and I, Ellie, I believe you concur with that. Well, I mean, absolutely. This is this is the the cultural jewel of Richmond Hill. Sometimes I'll say you are Cretan, but but I, I I believe that we need a venue, we need a facility, again to kind of harness creative energy, and and I mean that it it crosses demographics, it crosses cultural. 
uh, uh, groups. We have seniors come in here and we have kids come in here and do workshops and students come in and watch shows and it's there's times when it's interactive and there's times when you're just sitting in and taking things in it it hosts you know the richmond hill arts council and it hosts the rotary's beer fest it it, it is really truly a hub it is the place where the community will come and will congregate and will be particularly uh, uh, centered around the arts. And I say that, you know, capital A with, you know, encompassing everything. And, and, and that is exactly what facility was thought to provide for the community. And it's happening. You know, we've been embraced by, by Richmond Hill and the, the, you know, surrounding areas. We we can't thank our patrons, you know, our, our rental groups uh, enough. You know, they have made this the busiest venue, you know, in York region easily. Yeah. And, and some, you know, would argue maybe, you know, in Ontario. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Uh, I often drive by and uh, always something is happening. And yes, it's an arts facility, but I've seen the firefighters have their yep. ceremony there. The border trade often has it yep. there. So I, I see it as a cross sector. It goes mm-hmm. all different sectors. So every way you want to divide up the community, I think all those sectors have come there. So uh, I think it's uh, amazing that it's happening. You know what's interesting about you saying that, Marge, is that so I, I love my colleagues in fire and emergency services. They are literally the heroes of our community. But when they come here, you see them sort of get inspired with a little bit of creativity too. So mm-hmm. this past uh, sort of presentation, when the, the new trainees uh, uh, were brought into fire and emergency services, they, 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 uh, we had a meeting and they said, you know what, we should roll our antique uh, fire truck onto the stage. And they did. They managed to figure out a way to get it through the loading dock. And I thought to myself, see, even fire and emergency services come to the theater and they are inspired <laughs> to be creative, right? And they said, well, we're going to do that now every single year. Yeah. And I was like, great, guys. We want to have it here every single year. Absolutely. Very good. I love that story. I, I wanted to say the firefighters were sparked, but I think that's the wrong word. To use, <laughs> firefighters. That's right. They're, uh, they're generally anti-spark. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is good. Uh, 2009, the doors opened. Uh, things have changed. Can you speak to how things have changed in that period of time? Wow. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like yesterday. Um, you know, I, I, I have to tell you that the theater was built. Uh, we always used to talk about this. The theater was built on three pillars. And the three pillars were education and multiculturalism and community. And, you know, one of the interesting things that happened was this multiculturalism piece. So we, you know, when the theater first started programming, we would program, you know, different shows for our diverse community. And I will tell you a story, uh, Marge, because it, it, it really puts a fine point on how things uh, kind of uh, transitioned over the years. Um, we, we brought in an incredible artist, a 
beautiful artist uh, named uh, uh, Yu Wei from Beijing. And she's actually, you know, kind of promoted as the daughter, the first daughter of dance in China, had danced for emperors. And we, we brought her in, she did a, a beautiful show. I, I remember I was like brought to tears by the, the artistry. And, but the show did not sell well. And so I remember, you know, we we're sitting around and, and I approached one of my, you know, one of my contacts in the Chinese community, uh, a, a promoter herself. And, and I said, you have to help me out here. You know, we, we brought this show in and, and it's a beautiful show. And we were, we used all the right channels to try and reach that community. What, what happened? And she said to me, not Chinese enough. And I said, this is the daughter of dance and from China. she's coming from Beijing. And, and when we sort of unpacked that a bit, we realized that what she was saying to me was the promoter was not Chinese enough. Like right? you. Right. It's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and what it, it forced us to sort of realize was that you can have a pillar called multiculturalism, but you cannot speak for that community. You need to allow that community to come in and access the building, but they need to bring their own sensibilities. They need to use their own people. They need to speak. And I mean, in a language, not necessarily like an actual language, but the creative language again, that, that will make an impact in their community we can't do it for them we can, uh, we brought in you know artists from iran from russia again based on demographics we should have had no issues but the truth was that you know we're we were missing a key component and the minute that we made that adjustment and we basically said we're going to let the Iranian community, the Chinese community, Russian community, the Italian community come in and express everything that they need through the theater themselves. That's how we were going to address this multicultural pillar, if you will. And that's been a huge transition. And, and if, if I may be so bold as to say, it translated for us into better ticket sales because we were being very conscious of the market that we really needed to uh, attract when it came to, you know, just, you know, ticket sales, right? And we were allowing the other parts of our community to express themselves on their own. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, that's a big difference from 2009. Huge yeah. difference. Very good. Well, we're starting the 2023-2024 uh, season. Ticket sales went on started at the beginning of April uh I've been for the for the members general public it was April 24th 8 p.m uh just curious which shows are really selling well well I mean I um <laughs> this is what this is the theater manager's nail-biting season right uh because you know you spend so much time trying to create a season that's going to speak to the entire community you're trying to 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 reach so many different people and it's almost it flies in the face of traditional marketing which is you know says don't be everything to everyone but we have to be uh but i what uh 
we have come out of the gate, uh, Marge. It's it's been unbelievable. We've sold over thirty five hundred tickets in two weeks. Over twenty percent of our season is already sold. Our Burton Cummings show is gone. That's it. It's already. It's there's like a few sparse tickets in the back of the balcony, and I've already reached out to the agent. And I said I need another Burton show. Mm-hmm. So so you know when I look at the season and sort of what typically comes out of the gate pretty hot we know our Burton Cummings our classic albums live Howard Jones came out you know really really hot you know these are the shows Dean Brody Matt Dusk Lighthouse Whitney Cummings these are the shows that you know I I have a, a really good sense of the market right we really understand that this is serving such a huge uh, a segment of the demographic that comes to see shows at the theater and it's lining up but the thing that really is catching you know myself and the marketing team is that we are back to pre-pandemic numbers we came $500 within $500 of breaking a single day sales record on the day we launched our tickets to our members. They did over $65,000 on that day. And the five, it was $500. I actually called one of my members up who I'm quite close to. And I said, why didn't you buy your tickets yesterday? You would have pushed us over the top. You know, and then on Monday, when we launched the season uh, to the general public, we did break a a record. That was the we did over fifty thousand dollars in sales. And that was the the largest uh, launch day sales in our history. So people are coming back and they're they're embracing, uh, you know, the programming, which is, you know, spectacular. We couldn't ask for more than that. That's exactly what we were hoping for because we were at such a high when the pandemic hit. We were just really at the, the height of our strength, you know, and to hope to get back there, you know, some people are budgeting two, three, four years post-pandemic to get back to pre-pandemic numbers. And we have we're we're very lucky. We haven't had to wait that long. Very good. No, it's uh I think people sat home for three years. And realize how much they like coming out to the theater. I think that's just that's part of it. And yeah, yeah. it's uh, I, I bought some tickets and uh, better the other ones I'm thinking about. I better not think too long and go right. and order them. So yeah, why well, ask you if you have a favorite memory of being at RHCPA? Um, well, you know, the the a few years back, um, I um. I brought something to the table. It's sort of a new uh, focus, if you will, a new perspective when it comes to the programming um, of, of uh, a municipal theater. And, and, and that has to do with uh, addressing a different demographic, a demographic. So, so the, the joke in the, in the theater industry is it's your mother or your grandmother's theater. And, and so, you know, historically, uh, you know, sort of the members of our community are of a certain age, they're not coming anywhere near a theater. It's not cool. It's not cool enough. I can't see bands I want. And so a few years back, I um, I said uh, to the previous theater manager, I said, we're, we're programming this band. I love them. We're programming this band. I'm way older than their typical demographic, but we're programming them. And he's, and you know, to his credit, he's like, okay, let's do it. 
And we put them out. And so here's my favorite memory. When they stepped out on stage and the entire audience jumped to their feet and stayed on their feet for the entire show. Mm -hmm. And we had ourselves a real bona fide like rock show. To me, it was that the that little bit of that glint that of 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 the future, if you will, that we actually have the ability to start to shift a little bit of the focus here at the RHCPA to something a little bit different, right? I will always, always, always make sure that my main market, my theater goers, the members that we have leaned on and who have supported us, they will always be taken care of through the programming, but we're going to continue to push out the envelope. And the night, the night that USS, that was the band that uh, played here. That was it. I saw, I saw, I saw something and that, that was one of my favorite memories for sure. Very good. Yeah. That's Jen X or next, next gen is next what you gen, that's next right. gen is what you are calling. That, it's got a cool sort of logo. Yeah. There. And, and, uh, and yeah, it, it, that's exactly it. That's what's we're, that's what we're trying to do. You know, it, you know, it, it's a, I'm not going to lie. It's a vision shift. It is a vision shift from where we're coming from. Um, and it's something that I'm super committed to, you know, it's, um, I, I want to engage a piece of this community that historically has not been engaged. And there's no reason not to do it. There's no reason not to say, I'm going to bring in monowales. I'm going to bring in crown lands. And most of the people on, like when we launched our season, they're like, what's that? <laughs> I don't know who is that, and I said yeah. that's okay. That's you know yeah. that's all. It's not a problem. Yeah, you know, frankly, you're not the demographic. No, I, I exactly <laughs> right. what I said. What right. the heck? And right. You did not want me to be enthused. That was okay. And and it's it's it is okay. And I'll tell you something else. We sold hundred tickets for both of those shows. Very good. Right. Yeah. So so the, we're we will sell those shows out. We will find that uh that niche we will find those members of the community for whom that will speak to i have an incredible team here um, a marketing team that is far younger than me <laughs> who understand how to leverage social media who understand you know what it means to speak to this demographic in their space right you know uh uh Traditional marketing, sorry, traditional theater marketing, I should say, is not applicable here, right? A brochure, yep, they were in the brochure, but will that speak to this group? No, they're not looking at the brochure, you know. And and but we've got the team in place here to be able to say, yeah, we can we can do these types of shows. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we we actually did sell our first next gen membership. So uh, we're pretty we're pretty excited. This poor person's about to get inundated with, hey, how did you know questions like how did you hear about us? What made you do this? Tell me about your friends. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. so you have to learn. The learning curve is huge on something like this. Yeah, but I'll tell you something else, Marge. As I continue to ramble on, uh, <laughs> is that I'm getting 
uh, emails and phone calls from my colleagues in other municipalities saying to me, tell me about the next gen. What are you doing? How are you supporting that? Mm -hmm. Right? So I, I think that, you know, we just might be at the front end of that curve, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, municipal theaters start to follow that. Okay, very good. I, I do see it as sort of being sustainable, like you are thinking of the succession planning of, you know, what's what you need, like some of those people that 15 years ago bought the first tickets and were great supporters, they won't be going to the theater forever. And you, you, you know, it's just good planning to think about that. But yeah, and it's also, yeah. we should have something here at our community. Uh, Richmond Hill isn't just a bit bunch of 55 plus people. So yeah, that's a... You know, it, it, it's a really, really good point. And, and you know, I have, I, I've gotten to know a lot of our core members really, really well, you know, uh, um, and, and they're so dear to me and, and they're so dear to this, this building and we would do anything for them. Right. And we will continue again to provide programming, but to your point, Marge, that, that, uh, that demographic is aging, right? And and you know not not necessarily to to be morbid, but more even about just mobility, mm -hmm. just the ability to come out to an eight o'clock show, or you know, or you know that things change, you know, and and uh, yeah, we do have to cultivate that next generation. Definitely. So, do you, can you speak to your vision? of the what the theater will become we've sort of talked about that with the yeah the next gen but any, anything else in terms of you know going, I, any great technology coming out <laughs> well you know the 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 thing about a covid and that the whole pandemic is that it it made everything accelerated when it comes to that the the sort of the technological side so and even on the e-commerce side is what well, another thing that we're noticing so People pre-COVID who would have been hesitant to ever put a credit card into anything online, right? They were coming in person. They were phoning in. These people now, after two years of, you know, ordering their groceries online or Amazon or anything, they, they're over it. You know, they are completely comfortable with e-commerce. And so we're shifting our attention to our digital the, the digital side of our uh, marketing, especially we, you know, we have a, a plan to revamp our website. We have, uh, you know, plans to target our, our demographics through, even through, you know, text, socials, obviously, you know, everything has got to shift. It's also changing the way that we're staffing. Um, there's just not, as much need to have the box office open, you know, as it has been historically. Um, but we need to have a digital person sort of almost on call, right? I'm having trouble getting in. My login's not working, this or that, my credit card. So so it, it's creating a bit of a shift. I, I think it all ties together, Marge. We Whether it's when you, you come at it from a programming sort of angle, whether you come at it from technology or, you know, e-commerce or even the bar, right? Being aware of what the trends are. We actually are bringing in non-alcoholic wine because it's such a hot 
you know, sort of commodity right now. Everybody wants non-alcoholic wine. Okay, well, we're we're listening, right? We are we're we are uh, very lucky to have a core again a group of members that are not shy about saying here's something that you should be looking at, and we tap into as many of our members, as many of our patrons as we can to sort of help us, you know, create what the next evolution will be because that's the key we cannot stand still just like the treadmill analogy you cannot put your foot down when it comes to this building you need to be continuing to move forward right and adjusting your vision as you go along and um you know i'm not gonna lie there'll be bumps on the way right we we, we have to give some things an opportunity to percolate, an opportunity to, to marinate, as they say, right? But um, it, we're, we're not going to back off. We're going to stay committed to that, to that idea. Very, yeah, very good. No, it's uh, I often tell people, well, people tell me, I think the theater should do X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, give Ali a call and tell him what you think. And uh, you, you, you certainly have a, an open door policy. Uh, I've never had someone say, I shouldn't have called Ellie. He was so grumpy. That was not the case. <laughs> so uh, you, uh, you welcome and think about people's response. You want to, you've done a great job at engaging the community. So uh, that is great. fantastic. So that's a huge compliment for me, Marge, by the way, I have to tell you that means a lot to me. Um, I, I really, the, I have lived, if you will, in Richmond Hill for the last 15 and a half years. I know this community better than I know the community that I live in. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm just such a fan of the, of the people who live here. They're kind and generous, but overall smart, okay. super, super smart. And they will tell you what they think. Uh, <laughs> they have no issues <laughs> saying, you know, even yesterday, I walked downstairs and there was a group of people um, who were buying tickets. So I said hello. And one gentleman turned to me and he just said, you have the worst website I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well, tell me what you're really thinking. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but we sat there, we, we, we had a conversation. He's like, you know, you needed to be more user friendly. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, 60 years old and, and I, and I need a little bit. Of, and I was like, you know what, this feedback is absolutely essential. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Absolutely essential. So. so very good. Okay. I do end the podcast with this question. Name one thing you really like about this community. And I'm like, mm. usually when I ask this question, I get the answer. They like the theater. So now I'm asking you what right. you really like about this. One thing you really like about this community. You know, I, I, I have to tell you that it's, you know, maybe it's, I, I feel like it could be a trite answer, but, but it's the diversity. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the things that we are, so lucky here at the theater is that we are exposed to all of that diversity. You know, I, I had a group come in um, and it was a South Asian group uh, uh, booking the theater for 2024. Uh, and, and, and it was an entire family because the event means so much to them. It's, it's a, it's a orangutan, which for, for the South Asian community is a, it's 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 such a, a coming of age 
event uh, for the, the, the young lady in this case. And there's tears in their eyes. And when I'm describing, no problem, we'll be able to do that. No problem, we'll be able to do this. And 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 the next day, I'm I'm meeting with you know a Chinese group, and the same thing. There's the passion, and that event means so much to them. And and you know, and they're the, I love this. I'm always invited. <laughs> I'm always invited to attend. You have to come. I'll feed you. <laughs> And and I'm like, you know, this is exactly what Richmond Hill is. It's such a it's such a coming together of all of these sort of these communities that have their very much their own identities, but but you know they they gather and they're so generous and they're so open. They want you to experience their culture, right? They don't they're not putting their walls up. They're saying there are no walls. Come, we'll feed you. Yeah. Right. And if that isn't Richmond Hill, I, I think like that should be the motto. Come in, we'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, New tagline. Right? Okay. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I that that to me is really what what just every day I'm I'm just absolutely blown away. Okay. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for taking the time for this conversation. I have really enjoyed it. And uh yeah, uh I hope to see you at the theater soon. Thanks, Marge. We'll, uh, we'll be here, that's for sure. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at MargeAndre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>